Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where OP goes full John Wick to get back her stolen cat. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the bad guy? Am I the bad guy for stealing my cat? So I'm a 21 year old woman and I have a beautiful brown cat, Midge. She's still a baby at 10 months old. I found her outside of my work when she was about two to three months old and immediately fell in love with her. We've had the best time together, and her being my first pet since moving out makes me even happier. My cousin Tanya, who's 15, visits me a lot since we live in the same city, and I enjoy having her. She also really likes cats, but since her father is allergic, they don't have any at home. She really loves coming over to see Midge, and I'm glad to be able to provide her with access to Midge. School recently started, and before I go back to being a full-time student, I've been having to work almost 45 hours a week to afford my lifestyle for the next couple of months. Since I was busy, I let Tanya have the responsibility of taking care of Midge. Things like feeding her, cleaning her litter box, etc. It was going really well, and I didn't have the chance to take care of her at home since I was going to be at work. I gave Midge my spare key to lock up, and I scheduled an Uber to take her to her house. When I came home 8 hours later, Midge was gone. I called Tanya, and she swore that Midge was home when she left. But after a couple of hours, my brother called me asking when did I give Midge to Tanya. I was confused, and he sent me a screenshot of Tanya kissing Midge on her Instagram story. I then realized that she blocked me from being able to see this, and I was shocked that she would do this to me as well as lie. I had a spare key to Tanya's house, so I went right back over and took Midge back when they weren't home. When I got home, Tanya called screaming at me over the phone, telling me that I broke into their house and stole her property. I laughed and asked her, how is Midge yours? She told me that since she took care of her, she deserved her since I wasn't home, and she had to save Midge. Her parents were also upset, since I did go into their home without permission, and they told me that I didn't deserve Midge from what Tanya told them. They told me that they decided that my uncle would take allergy medication for Midge and that I had to give her back, but of course I said no. Tanya ended up calling my mom and lying to her that I abused Midge. My mom called me up angry, telling me how could I do this to Midge, and if I don't give her to Tanya and her family, she'll disown me. Tanya texted me this weekend that if I apologize, she might forgive me. Her parents have been texting me all weekend that they'll press charges since I did go into their home and they'll take Midge back. I don't know what to do. I love Midge so much, and since then, my mom gave my aunt and uncle permission to go to my apartment and take her. The reason why I know this is because Tanya texted me this information, I'm assuming to scare me, and I am scared. I'm so scared that one of these days, I'm going to come home and Midge is going to be gone again. My brother and dad think that I'm the bad guy since I did go into their home without permission and that I acted prematurely. So, am I the bad guy for stealing my cat? Then, four days later, OP posted an update. I took a lot of people's advice and got Midge microchipped yesterday. I also had a conversation with my mom and we resolved it together. My landlord still refused to change my locks. Despite all this, Midge was taken this morning. I called my aunt and uncle, and they just laughed and told me, go ahead and try, we can hire a good lawyer. I called the cops and explained the situation, showing proof that I owned Midge. When we went to my relative's house, the cops asked for her back, but of course, they refused. 
What made me even angrier was my cousin inside the house with the door open holding Midge with a big grin. Even though I had all this evidence, my relatives slammed the door, demanding I get a warrant. The police suggested that I press charges and take them to small claims court, and I am, but they couldn't do anything right there. Going home without Midge was so upsetting. I had to pull over my car because I started crying. I contacted an attorney, and my cousin keeps posting photos of Midge on her Instagram. I took the situation to the family group chat in anger, and at least there's some good news. Everyone hates them now. My grandmother wrote my uncle and his family out of her will, so now they're calling me threatening me with Midge. And they said that they'll make sure that I go to jail for all this. I'm fairly confident in the situation, but I'd be lying if I wasn't more concerned with Midge. I just want my baby back, and I've been crying all day. Screw you, Tanya! Then, a little over one month later, OP posted an update. I just wanted to say that Midge is home. Small claims court came around, and my attorney was very confident and helped me out so much. She was very helpful, and she knew from the start that we would win. I provided the judge everything. Photos of her as a kitten, proof that I paid for all of her vet bills, and proof that I had Midge microchipped. My landlord also helped. It turns out he was remorseful that he didn't help me more. I've forgiven him because his version of an apology was security footage of my aunt and uncle going into my apartment and taking Midge. I've been no contact with them since the case, and they've been mostly silent, probably embarrassed. To end this on a good note, I wish I could have taken a picture of Tanya's face when she handed Midge back to me. Ugh, what a frustrating, toxic family. So, if they break into your apartment and steal your stuff, that's totally fine. But if you break into their house and steal their... your stuff, not their stuff, your stuff, that's suddenly breaking the law and you need to go to jail and this is an outrage. Man, OP, those people are awful. I'm glad everything worked out. Also, the bit of malicious compliance where the uncle's like, go ahead and try and hire a lawyer, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the bad guy. Am I the bad guy for pulling out of my sister's wedding due to her in-laws? For background, Stella and I are identical twins. We're both currently 29-year-old sisters and will both be 30 when her wedding comes around this fall. I had her as my maid of honor 8 years ago, and she promised me that I could be hers when her wedding came around. I have two daughters, ages 6 and 3. They're the flower girls. My marriage fell apart just over 2 years ago due to a stillbirth and my husband's infidelity. My parents and sister were the only reasons that I didn't drown from the stress, loneliness, and total abandonment of my spouse. I was a total mess. I went to therapy, got diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, quit drinking, and I owe a lot of that to my amazing sister. She's the reason why I kept chasing down my ex for child support when he suddenly stopped paying. He had switched from world's best dad to deadbeat moron so quickly that my ex-mother-in-law is disgusted with him. My sister Stella and her fiancé John, who's 35, got engaged last year. His parents are paying for about 60% of the wedding. Our parents are paying 30%. Stella and John are paying for the rest themselves. The biggest caveat is that they must be married in John's family's church, full mass with communion. The family's on board because this is going to be a very big wedding. 
Tonight, Stella had invited me to dinner, as they had finally reserved a date for the church and reception, and I assumed that it was to formally ask me to be her maid of honor. I was excited, since I haven't been in a wedding party aside from my own wedding. John was with her, which was weird because Stella didn't mention him coming in all of our texts about the dinner. We hugged like usual, but John didn't, which was weirder. After we got our drinks, they got to it. In a nutshell, John expressed the following. Despite my best efforts to keep it secret, my parents found out that you're divorced when they asked why your husband wasn't coming. They're no longer comfortable with you as the maid of honor because it won't look good to the church if my family hears about the divorce. You can be a bridesmaid, but you can't mention the divorce or your current condition at all during the wedding events. I was stunned and I felt tears in my eyes. Stella started crying too, and she tried to spin it in a good way. This is way less stressful for you, so it's a good thing. My mother-in-law has already approved my best friend as my maid of honor, so please don't make this any harder. I knew that I couldn't possibly stay there through an entire meal. I had to process this new info alone. I didn't speak. I just paid for my wickedly expensive cocktail and left to order an Uber home. A few hours ago, I texted Stella that I wouldn't be in her wedding party at all. That was my decision. I wouldn't pull my daughters out, but I would only attend as a guest. She would not take this as an answer, so I had to temporarily block her due to her excessive texts and calls. I sent my parents a summary of what happened and promised to call them when I was in better shape tomorrow. Stella thinks that this is a total overreaction. I don't even want to know what John thinks at this point. Please help me. Am I the bad guy? Then, two days later, OP posted an update. John found the post because he lurks on Reddit, and he shared it with Stella. Stella has officially called off the wedding. When John was ranting about the post and how bad the comments were painting him, he said, Your sister must be off her goddamn meds and going manic. You better get her ass under control. But then, Stella actually came undone on him and began calling out everything that John and his family had put her through. Then, she took off the ring and chucked it across the living room. John went into a rage, and while he didn't do anything but yell at her, he threatened her in regards to her mobility issues. Stella uses a cane to walk. This was what triggered her to text our parents and myself. By the time our parents made it to the house, John was gone and she had packed up her bags and left with them. Her cane was not in the house. Stella wanted to thank all of you for the comments calling her out. It shattered the illusion that John had built around them, and while we're both still raw and processing the last couple of days, I'm glad to have my sister again. She was someone I hardly recognized a few days ago. As kids, I was more outgoing and she was more reserved, so I felt obligated to go along with her the other night despite how conflicted I felt. But again, Stella says thanks for the wake-up call. And John, if you see this, F you! <laughs> OP posts and edit. You know what? F you, Keith! Yeah, Keith, real name Keith, you're a douchebag! Are we to assume from this post that this guy took her cane as basically like a I forbid you from leaving, so I'll take your cane so that you can't leave me type scenario? Because if he did, that is awful. That's just awful. 
I've heard people with disabilities say that you should treat their mobility enhancement device, like a cane or a wheelchair, as if it's an extension of their real body. So by that logic, this would be like this guy walking off with her leg. Anyways, OP, I'm really glad that everything worked out in the end. Honestly, you kind of lucked out, because if this incident hadn't happened, then your sister would have married into that family. Ugh. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash relationship advice. I'm a 30-year-old male. I have a well-paying job where I make roughly $100,000 per year, and I have no debt. My girlfriend has $250,000 in private student loans with a variable interest rate. Recently, the interest hit over 11%, and doing the math on the loans has me devastated. With how fast it's growing, she'll need to put in $25,000 a year just to keep it in the same place. That basically guarantees that I will never have financial help during our relationship. Additionally, with how much she'll need to work just to pay off the loans, I won't have much help around the house or with our kids, if and when we have them. I keep blaming myself that I just can't deal with it. I mean, it's just money, right? But at the same time, when I look at the reality of the situation, I can't help but feel that I need to walk away from the situation. Additionally, she's going back to school in the fall for a higher paying job. That job would probably pull in 60 to 85k with the possibility of 125k a year if she works herself to death. But this program will add another $30,000 in federal loans. I think this is a bad decision, but it's also the only option she seems to have to up her income. I feel like I don't want to wait until I'm 45 when this debt might be paid off so that I can have kids. I don't want to put my life on hold in this way, but I also love her a lot. We've talked a lot about this and about her plan to pay it down, etc. It now feels like my options are to either accept that this is reality and it'll be many years before she's free of this debt or in the relationship. Also, for context, OP clarifies that they've been together for about two years. Then, two days later, OP posted an update. After reading all your comments and picking up a book about decision-making in regards to money and love, I've come to the decision that I do, sadly, need to end the relationship. She's a wonderful girl and, honestly, my best friend. But the reality is that her financial choices will alter the course of my life in such a profound way that all I can see is resentment in the end. I have to stop guilting myself into sacrificing myself for others to the point of my own mental turmoil. I grew up in a foster-to-adopt family as the oldest child, and I think when I was there, I learned to forget myself and care to others in order to earn love. Part of this decision is learning how to remember myself again. Oh, geez. It sucks to break up with someone over something like money, but I don't blame you, OP. That kind of debt is literally life-changing, life-ruining even. It's crazy to me that any school would charge 250 k for a degree that ends up being basically worthless. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.